back to another episode of Caffeinated CX, where we talk about CX and stuff in a hyper-caffeinated state. And hyper-caffeinated we are this morning. It's Friday. It's six-something. It's time to go. Today we're going to be talking about customer choice. And the illusion of choice. And the lies that people tell. And these are okay lies because they're with the best intentions. Like one time Disneyland did a poll. Hey, what would you like to eat at our theme park at Disneyland? And a, and a large portion of people said they wanted a salad option. They wanted to eat salad at Disneyland. Cool. So what did they do? Well, they added salad. Nobody ordered them because nobody eats salad at a theme park. Um, we can see this with some fast food restaurants as well, where when customers were polled, they said they wanted healthier options. But when it came to it, when they added those healthier options, nobody ordered them. So. People have the best intentions of getting a salad at McDonald's, but they don't buy them when they're available. So, what does that have to do with us? I'm going to go ahead and tie that in to channels that the customer can reach people by. Right now, given a poll, customers want more avenues to contact companies. But, do they? Let's look at it this way. Let's uh, let's say you go to a restaurant and they give you a menu once you sit down. And this menu is 10 pages long with 100 different options, right? Um, that is uh, not good. Most people will stare at the menu for a long time deciding on what they want to eat and yeah so a long time and then something called decision fatigue will pop in and they'll just go they'll panic when the waiter comes back up and order something normally their usual whatever they get at most restaurants they go to because people are creatures of habit so to eliminate decision fatigue and to alleviate stress on the cooks some restaurants have gone down to very very small one-page menus with just a few options and that seems to be better <laughs> so one the cooks can perfect those things that are on the menu and so they don't have to learn how to make pizza but also learn how to make orange chicken so, because different cuisines, different things, totally different things. So, why should customer channels be limited? Because it eliminates, one, decision fatigue, and two, it alleviates stress on the people providing the service. There should be three, three avenues of uh, channels to reach customer service from the customer's per uh, perspective. There should be, hey, 
I need to speak with a live agent over the phone. Two, I need to reach out digitally, either through chat or email. And three, self-service. And that's it. So, have the phone lines open and make sure you're staffed up to at least an 80-30 service level agreement. And two, have that web chat and or email or texting, it's all the same thing really. Um, and then have that self-service portal where they can either make an appointment themselves or they can order the product themselves and they don't have to speak with anyone, it's all done, boom. Um, another thing that some companies could do is have one phone number to reach a live agent and then another phone number to reach their IVR for self-service because people that are calling the IVR just to speak with an agent get really, really frustrated, really frustrated when they can't get one. You can spam zero as much as you want. You ain't getting, you ain't getting a, a live agent until you frustrate that IVR. And don't get me started on the voice recognition IVRs because those are trash. Like, let's say, please read your account number, and you start reading it, and someone talks in the background, and it it screws the entire thing up, just entirely, and that's not cool. So, limit. The customer channels to voice digital self-service and then phone and digital should be roughly the same in how the customer is contacted and interacted with um, a chat should mirror as much as possible a phone call and vice versa so basically the same script uh, all the same information gathered good to go so, yeah. Uh, another thing is because this reduces friction in the customer actually reaching the company, the company's portal, the company's website, should be as simple as possible. The navigation of the website should be simple. If you have a question, you click on this link, it brings you to the Q&A. If you wanna have a self-service option, right there at the top above the fold. So, and so on and so forth. Numbers prominently listed, and after that you're good to go. And then, of course, you can add other things on, but don't have them on the main section above the fold. Because customers, one, they want to know what you do, and two, they want to know how to contact you, period. Most people don't spend a huge amount of time on company websites because well, most company websites are boring. So, I don't know. But, reduce friction, reduce the choices customers have to reach you so your customer service representatives can better assist the customers so they can master the channels that are at hand. And that's it. That's today's Caffeinated CX. I know it went a little long, but... Them's the breaks. Bye. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Caffeinated CX, where we talk about CX and stuff in a hyper-caffeinated state. Today, we're going to be talking about customer choice and stuff like that. I didn't mess it up.
Anyway, customer choice. There, 